All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake. We appreciate you taking a minute to uh, stop by and check us out. And we ask that you would go to our website, uh, go to the blog and check out some of the content that we have there. We've got multiple platforms, multiple multiple ways to find us, to share us. And we ask that you would follow us on Twitter, um, like us in Facebook. What else? Do all the thumbs upy things that that share content these days. Yes. Which you probably already know. Yep. So do all the things that uh, say you like us. Right. Because we tell need, everybody we need friends. No, not really. <laughs> so, but we do appreciate, we do need you though. <laughs> we do need friends. It's getting creepy. Okay. <laughs> so, but we, we appreciate you being here and we want to continue mm. a, a discussion that we started on blessings and curses. So hopefully you watched part one. Right. And if you haven't watched part one, um, go Probably watch, go part, watch one. part one. And yeah. uh, we're going to continue and we're going to call this part two. And we're going to talk sense. about, yeah, it does. We're going to kind of follow this in order. Okay. And here we go with blessings <clears throat> and curses. So uh, there's the website again. I forgot that I had built that in there. So built in. That's right. So Mount Ebal was to the north, Mount Gerizim to the south. And so uh, I found this real, go ahead and click on that, Jake. There was an experiment in 1879. Yep. And so back, back in the day, Sonny. Um, in 1879, these two scientists um, decided, okay, so you got to remember in 1879 is before cars, before modern transportation. This place looked a lot different. In fact, 1879, it probably looks similar to the way it looked in biblical times. Yeah, it's funny how things stayed the same for so long. And mm -hmm. then just in the last, you know, hundred so years, mm -hmm. everything's mm -hmm. just kind of changed. But. Yep. And so this is from an article, BiblePlaces.com. And so... That's <laughs> just funny name, BiblePlaces.com. BiblePlaces. Bible so the acoustics of Mount Gerizim and Ebal. So there were this guy named J.W. McGravy. kind of sounds old. Gravy, is that his name? <laughs> McGarvey. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy, sorry to the family of McGarvey. So didn't mean to call him Gravy, but... Uh, I can remember his name. That's a good name. thing. Gravy's a good thing. Yeah, I like gravy. So he toured the Holy Land and he went to Nabalus or Shechem. And he, th he he had read the text like you and I did. And he goes to this place and he decided to do an experiment. And uh, so he wanted to know if it was true because he kind of read the text and he did like many of us did and went, what's special about this place? Yeah. And like there's you know, some estimates into the million of people there. How you, how does Moses just say things to people and everyone knows? Yeah. Everyone gets yeah. it. Without a megaphone. Attention, everyone! I mean, so, yeah. I don't know. So, and so his brother, these are two brothers, which I thought was really cool. So his, so Taylor and Frank go up and the, the two slopes of this mountain. And so in the text we've seen before where they divide up the people and they have the ark in the middle and they have people standing on both sides of these mountains. And they were like, "Is could it be the sound here is, is special? And so they went and they did it. And so they the two brothers went up on the sides of these hills about the same level and they had a conversation. And, and from the pictures you could see, it's pretty far. Yeah. 
across there and they were like, I can hear you. You know, when they got back together, they're like, yeah, I mean, I think they had a conversation up there and they were able to talk. And because it's a natural amputator. Brother Earl, though he could hear my voice, could not distinguish the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking he's old, too. Yeah, could be. Now I just picked out a a thing out of there because it said Brother Earl, which was kind of funny. But no, read through the if you read through the article there, you'll it's, get a, it's It's real short. So anyway, I just thought that was that was pretty interesting that, that they did it, you know, because you couldn't really do it today because there's too much traffic, there's too much road noise, there's Other, planes, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So that is funny because you, you wouldn't be able to do it now. Mm-mm. It's crazy. And so um, and then there's a book excerpt ex- that comes from the same thing. This is from a book called Lands of the Bible Geographic Topical Description. And this is by the guy. That's the guy. So John William McGarvey. And so if you want to find out more information, if you want to buy the book, this is a free ebook. You could download it. Um, and But here is the, the tale of um, a first-person account of how he and his brother goes up there and they check it out. There you and, go. It's free ebook. And it's so, a one, nice birthday gift. Yeah. And so one of the things here, it says it's been urged by some skeptics that it was impossible for Joshua to read, read so as to be heard by 600,000 persons or up to a million. It's, and so they, they basically tested it and they proved that, yes, this is a possibility. So... Um, so he just goes into detail about what he did there. So, you know, I like finding these first person accounts um, that show you that, uh, you know, there's some validity to this. This is not just us making this up and saying it. But but I wanted to point that to you so you, you'd know where and that we weren't just making this up, that right. this actually happened. So, so let's go back to the text and, you know, maybe I should have started here, but I didn't. So Deuteronomy 27. These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people when you are come over Jordan, Simeon and Levi and Judah and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin. And these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice. Oh. So... So that is uh, kind of the basis of it. And then I wanted to direct your attention to these guys. And so um, these guys actually go to um, to this, the place. It's a very well done video. And uh, their guys are uh, Luke and Caleb, Luke Hilton and Caleb Waller. And Hayovel, Hayovel, something like that. And so they do a really good job with uh, video quality. And, uh, you know, they're very well mic'd and, you know, they go to this place and you can see it from the, the, that perspective as well. Yeah. Now, I kind of like this perspective because it, it's not as full of maybe the city as some of the other views that we've seen and we'll, we'll see here. But, you know, uh, they're a little bit further away and you get a, maybe a better viewpoint of the two of the two places. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's real interesting if you go check that out. And it's worth worth giving them a watch. And so, for some reason, get up here. 
<laughs> yeah. For some reason I have this here. I probably should have put that first, but um, so, so that's a little bit more about them and the channel. If you want to check them out, um, you know, definitely do that. Uh, they've got lots of things worth checking out. So, so Jake read off these and yeah, like we just read in the scripture there, you had the, the tribes that were to be on Mount Gerizim, the, the mountain of blessing, and then tribes that were meant to be on Mount Ebal, the mountain of cursing. And so the tribes for blessing were Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And then the cursing tribes were Reuben, Gad, Asher, Dan, Zebulun, and Naphtali. And looking at this list, Jake, does anything jump out at you about who was here, who was where, and why they're there? Who is here and where and there. Yes, and everywhere. Yeah. Dr. Seuss. So, <laughs> so uh, the tribes on the Mount Gerizim, so that's the southern mountain and the, the mountain of blessing. All right. So that speaks of the southern tribe, which, which would be the southern kingdom, which would be uh, uh, Judah and Benjamin, which are over there. Um, and then you have what what strikes me as the, on the Mount Mount Ebal for cursing is that you got the the folks that chose to stay behind and not enter the land with them, and they're on the cursing mountain. Yeah. So it seems Good like you have the more <clears throat> quote unquote righteous folk on the blessing mountain, and the more the seemingly more rebellious yeah. folk on the other side. But that's it. You know, what makes them more righteous? What do you mean by that? Well, they uh, were more about the father's business. You got Levi over there. They well, were, I think obedient is what yeah. you're saying. So yeah. these are kind of more like, I'm going to do what I want. I like this, but I like it over here. I, you know, I'm going over here. Yeah. And then, okay, so what what is significance about Judah, Joseph Benjamin? There's... Something very significant about that, I think. Why don't you tell me about that? Then? Okay. <laughs> so what I think is very significant is, you know, Judah becomes what, you know, what, you know, what does Judah become? What do people, what, what did people call Judah? What was short for Judah? Jews. Jews. And so, you know, that's, that's one more piece of this onion we're un unraveling is if you don't know that why a Jew was called a Jew and that, that, you need to go study that and understand that Jew in Judah is a very specific, small group of people. It's, and, yeah, it's not all of Israel. Yeah, it's right. It's the tribe of Judah. And that's why we say, you know, we're not trying to be Jewish because that's a very specific, we're trying to be Israel, which is, uh, well, I believe what you see represented here because Joseph and Benjamin, do you know what they represent? Uh, Benjamin. Yes, and Joseph, Joseph Ephraim. So they represent <laughs> right. Ephraim. And so what you have here is Judah and Ephraim coming together is Israel. And so I think that's extremely important that they're both on the Mount of Blessing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, clearly, as we read through this, I mean, nobody goes, man, I want to be on that Mount of Cursing. You know, you shouldn't say that. Right. So, you know, I don't think people in the right mind are going to say that. Um, and so everyone, all of us, we want to be standing on this Mount of Blessing, clearly. And we want to be aligned and part of that. And interestingly, Yahweh kind of made this distinction here. And you need someone on the Mount of Cursing 
for this to work. You need someone over there. Mm-hmm. And so these guys were chosen to be over there. And so he takes all these people and he walks between this valley, which is a natural amphitheater who we just proved, you know, scientifically, these guys proved it. Now they didn't have fancy equipment and they did you know, and, and recording devices and all that. But, you know, we take it on their firsthand account. Why would we not believe that these two brothers went and did this? I mean, it seems very plausible. It seems very realistic. They wrote about it. You know, why would they lie and write all this? You know, sounds yes. like a strange thing to make up in the I mean, late 1800s. That's right. I mean, they could have, but I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know what they had to gain from doing it, but, but you know, the, the Ark, our pictures here, um, rivers, you know, is kind of where the Ark of the Covenant stood, which, which stood for Yahuwah's presence in the middle. And, and then he separated the people out and, you know, and at the time, you know, I think, which it often happens, like so many times Yeshua says things to the disciples and they're just like, hmm. <laughs> I, I think these people they had they didn't really understand the significance, you know. And maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they sit around the campfire and argued, "Hey, why were you over there? Why were we over here? You know, we're better over here." I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that you that's know, what these, people do. These kind of discussions might have happened, and they might have been like, "Well, we were on the blessing side. Where were you, chump?" Yeah. Cursing. That's right. <laughs> That's all you guys are good for. So, I Although, mean, if you were picked to be on the blessing side, you probably wouldn't be acting like that. <laughs> you hope not. <laughs> you hope not. So, but, but definitely, I think it's good to put flesh on these stories and realize, you know, these are people. Yeah. And they're, they're really no different than you and I today. Uh, and so, anyway, go research, go study, and check that out about the two tribes. So, there's some more scripture here. We want to take care of Deuteronomy 7, 12 through 17. All right. When you have crossed over the Jordan, these shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand on Mount Ebal for the curse. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall declare to all the men of Israel in a loud voice, Cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast metal image, an abomination to Yahweh, a thing made by the hands of a craftsman, and sets it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. And so it's this very dramatic scene yeah. uh, that occurs. And, you know, it'd be a great movie. I think you could put this in a movie, and it could be very powerful and dramatic. Um, and, you know, it's weird that no one has ever done this. But, yeah. Um, but you know, this whole thing in 17, that, that's an interesting side rabbit trail to chase, is study the covenants. And one of the covenants is the sandal covenant. And so, you know, uh, so from what I understand, you would take your sandal off, and that's how you mark to the corner of your property. And you were not supposed to move someone's sandal because that marked the territory. It's like in Pittsburgh, if you shovel out your... Uh... Your, the snow out of your parking space, you put a lawn chair there, and then no one can park there. No, oh, that's the rule. So if there's it? a lawn chair there, then it's you claimed. can't park there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I think your sandal might get lost. Yeah, maybe so, be, especially in Pittsburgh snow. Yeah. So um, hopefully we... Hopefully the video returns. Let's see. All right. So one point I wanted to make on this verse 17 is kind of interesting is... A lot of people will go, well, the Bible says share and share alike, but yours is mine and Mm -hmm. communist, right? But 
he's showing you here that you don't get to decide that I'm just going to take my neighbor's things. There's this idea of property and ownership of, of things. And it's all throughout Torah as well. I mean, but no, this is my property and you don't have the right to come infringe upon it. Yeah. So I, th- yeah, that's I just a good think point. that's interesting. That's a good point. That, and then that idea too of boundaries that, yeah. that uh, boundaries aren't bad. And in, in a healthy relationship and healthy friendships, you have boundaries. And, and I think that that's just part of healthy living. And some, some people don't understand boundaries, do they, Jake? No, Matt, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, 27, 18 through 22. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road, and all the people shall say amen. amen. That, that one should be obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, pretty, pretty that's, rotten. That's dirty. <laughs> Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, and all the people shall say amen. I think we see a lot of perverting of justice going yeah, on Yeah, a little these bit days. of perverting. Cursed Lots be anyone, yes, who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's nakedness and all the people shall say amen. amen. And this uncovered the father's nakedness. This is the same thing you see with Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, in case anyone's confused about what uncovering the nakedness meant. Uh, yeah, then, go read that story about Noah and you'll know what uncovering the nakedness meant. Right. Uh, 21, cursed be anyone who lies with any kind of animal and all the people shall say amen. amen. I don't have to describe that. <laughs> Cursed be anyone who lies with his sister, whether the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who strikes down his neighbor in secret, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who takes a bribe to shed innocent blood, and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one right there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you are heaping bad things upon yourself by agreeing to number 26. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of like the Constitution, if you will, of these folks. Uh, this is the the Constitution of Yehud. We hear a lot of talk these days about the Mayflower Compact of 1620 about the Constitution and all these things about what they mean and you know these these kinds of words are powerful and they do kind of establish um, w- what happens in the future to something and uh, you know they are you know it, it, in a way this is a is a marriage covenant a ketubah if you will between mm-hmm. the father has picked out his his bride and he's putting everybody together. And so, um, so yeah, yeah the amen is an, I will. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then, uh, how do you confirm the words of the law? By Man. doing them. Oh, by doing them. You can't, you can't, you know, show your, your belief. You can't just say, I believe. How do you show it by doing it? Right. Actions. Actions show yeah. your belief. Right. And then I think interesting too is this is as you're so as you would be going in to Israel into the land from the east, you would you'd almost be having to agree to this gate that, that has been put up. There's this gate of blessings and curses and 
it's like a, a law gate almost. Mm-hmm. And once you go through it, you've agreed to do these things and to fall under this jurisdiction. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Deuteronomy 28. And if you faithfully obey the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, Yahweh your Elohim will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you obey the voice of Yahweh your Elohim. Blessed shall be you in the shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you. Shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. That's what I want. Yeah. So, and, but definitely, you know, it's interesting. You hear a lot about prosperity gospel. There's no mention here about cash money, is there? Cash money. No. No. No, it doesn't talk about that. Although you could exchange these things for cash money. Yes, you could. You could. You definitely could. But it is about the abundance of the things that Yahuwah has made for us. And and I think that is important to remember and keep in mind. And so many, definitely a connection. You should go research what a tithe is and see what, what that really is. You know, a lot of us have been told that that is a portion of your cash. And you should go check that out and see if it really is a portion of your cash or is it or is it these things here that Yahuwah has blessed us with. And we've gotten so far away from this Igarian society. And, and I would say it is another lie that we have exchanged uh, for the truth. We, you know, he's given us this truth and he's provided these things for us. He says, you know, look like the birds of the air. They don't worry. They don't work. You know, they don't worry about how they're going to get fed and how they're going to have shelter. You know, he takes care of them. And yet we have rejected pretty much all of the things that he gave us. And we have made our own man-made things and food and all kinds of things. And it's, it's a complete rejection of the things that he made. And, and when people don't like to talk like that because it gets real uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, we like our processed boxed foods. Uh, I'm clearly an example of processed and boxed foods <laughs> happening here. <laughs> And, and I would like to, to, to not be that way as much because I know it's not healthy and it's, it goes against what he set up. And, and, and to me, it's another attempt of mankind to come in and go, eh, you know, that's not good enough. We're going to make this better. And in the process, we may have made people much more unhealthy than ever before. Yeah, when the when man comes in and says I can make this better, it's like the government coming in and saying I'm, I'm here, here to help, help you. <laughs> right. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Exactly. Right so, away. Yeah, I think it's interesting cuz you know, once man has gotten into the whole uh you change the money system, you change the food production, and now you can't really go back to a lot of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, how? It becomes very <clears throat> difficult. Yeah, so uh I think that's one of the reasons he's saying, be careful to do all his commandments. I think once you get into the, your favorite line, the greasy grace Mm. stuff, I think that uh, you you tend to not be as careful Mm. to keep the commands. You're like, I don't, what do I have to be careful about? It's covered, you know, but no, you need to be careful that you're keeping the commands. And the only way to be careful in keeping them is to know what they are and to try Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So we'll move forward here in Deuteronomy 27. 
And Yahweh will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Yahweh will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that Yahweh your Elohim is giving you. Yahweh will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of Yahweh your Elohim and walk in his ways. And the peop all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of Yahweh, and they shall be afraid of you. And Yahweh will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your ground, within the land that Yahweh swore to your fathers to give you. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And we definitely want that blessing upon us, for sure. You know, um, that's... Uh, very powerful scripture and, and and it is about keeping the commandments yeah and i don't think it was meant just for an ancient people long long ago i believe these words are still true today right and true for us and these blessings are waiting for us and and are out there and uh we've got to pursue them and right. we pursue them in obedience by following his commandments yeah, and I think he says all the people, by keeping the commandments, all the people of the earth will see that you're blessed. And uh, so I don't know why, you know, they can't look at us today and see blessing on people that are keeping commandments. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, it still works. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's something we're supposed to get away from. And uh, we're all, we'll, we'll try to get through this section here and uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here in a minute. But Deuteronomy 28, 12 through 14. Yahweh will open to you as good treasury the heavens and give the rain, the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And Yahweh will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall go, you shall only go up and not down if you obey the commands, commandments of Yahweh your Elohim, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. So go ahead. No, what I, what I kept thinking is, you know, this is kind of like the straight and narrow, you know, you've heard that term and, you know, this is, there is kind of a straight path through here. It's kind of narrow and um, you know, it's kind of like that concept too, you know, that you need to stay focused and, and, uh, and, and it keeps talking about commandments and doing the commandments and not veering to the left and right. What were we going to say? Yeah, just if you, uh, you know, take a step to the right on your straight path, you're, you're going to start veering. And initially, that might not be that big a deal. The path's right there. You can still see it. But down the road, and Yahweh sees this, down the road, that's leading you way astray yep. into... In engineering a land where terms, you can't get back. Engineering terms, building a bridge or a road. And what happens when you do that? And you're going transcontinental and you're off just a little bit. Yeah, then, you, <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the bridge to nowhere. <laughs> yes, you are. So, and, uh, you, you know, if you're off just by a degree, you know, in 400 to 1,000 miles, you're a long ways from where you're supposed to be. And that would be really bad. Yeah. Especially if they'd given you millions of dollars, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars to complete this task, and you're like, "Oops, we had a very we're off." We had a very uh, uh, prescient uh, example of this on our property, and one of our new neighbors um, was out shooting his gun, 
And there's plenty of property and, you know, open place to do that. But uh, it was like coming onto the property. The bullets were like coming onto the property. And we, we had to like track this guy down. And we went and talked to him and he showed us the map of his property and the way he was thinking he'd be safe to shoot. And then where he was shooting from, he put a fence post. So he had to move a little ways over. He had to move his sandal? Yeah. Hmm. And when he moved that it, from his property, it was a good, it was like 10 feet, hmm. 10 yards maybe. But that came made the angle so that now he's shooting towards our property. Hmm. And he didn't realize how big of a, hmm. a change that was. So... Yeah. Let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. Be careful where you shoot. Exactly. So, you know, but, uh, but definitely powerful words, words that are still uh, applicable to applicable today. And, uh, and then in Joshua 24, 27, we see um, these uh, as two witnesses. And Joshua said to all these people, behold, the stone shall be a witness for it hath heard the words of Yahuwah. And so first off, you're like the stone hearing words. Uh, it kind of makes me think of when Yeshua says, even the stones can cry out. And so I think there's a connection between these things and these objects that we've just perceived as he created them. And, and you know, um, there, there's more to some of this stuff, I think, than we understand. Right. And we see that heaven and earth are called as witnesses yeah, against us, too. Exactly. So. The stones are watching you. That's right. Hmm. And then he <laughs> spake to us, it shall be therefore a witness to you, lest you deny your Elohim. Right. So definitely these represent two witnesses. The tell two witnesses concept is something to study out if you've never studied that out for sure. So there is scripture uh, that goes to the, the curses here, Deuteronomy 27 and Joshua 8 are where you can find uh, the details of, um, of the, the blessings and the curses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the rest of that. So, and so that uh, concludes part two and uh, we were going to do part three and part four. And we ask that you watch part one, part two and all of them, please. And yep. uh, let share us know what you think. Yep. Please share it with other people and uh, give us comments and subscribe and like and thumbs up and all those things. And once again, we appreciate you being here and uh, we're signing off. Jake out. Matt out.